One of the things I've learned in my work is that behavior change is a skill. It's a skill, and you can get better if you practice. I didn't know that 20 years ago, and it's one of my main messages for people today: is practice. But I think you need to practice in the right way. That's B.J. Fogg, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. So we are wrapping up this week's topic, which is all about habits, with our newest featured speaker and behavior scientist. And in this talk, he will teach you one tiny habit for long-lasting change. Here's B.J. Fogg. Enjoy. I've been studying human behavior for about 20 years, and in 2011, I started sharing a new way to bring behaviors into your life—a method that I call tiny habits. And along the way, as I was sharing it, I'm a researcher, so of course I'm doing research on how to teach it better and what works and what doesn't in terms of creating habits. And The bigger questions, you look at the data and you see some of the bigger research questions getting answered. For example, what is it that makes a behavior become automatic? In other words, become a habit. The short answer on that is emotions create habits. Another big research question: What is the relative importance of simplicity and motivation when it comes to behavior change? The short answer on that is when it comes to long-term change. Simplicity is the more reliable factor. So those are some of the big research questions, and I look at the data, and you try to make sense of it. And at this point, I have about a quarter million data points around habits and what works and what doesn't. And every week, I'm getting about at least 2,000 new data points. But the data itself doesn't tell the story of what's happening in somebody's life. You try to interpret the data. You try to make sense of it. You see patterns. But when I go to a conference and people who've done tiny habits come up and talk to me, I see into their lives. And then I'll get emails where people will write me and explain what's going on. Ten minutes before I got on the plane to come here to Maui, I looked at my inbox and I had this kind of email from a young father, and I'll call him Kevin. Kevin, as he explained his story. Hadn't been paid for five months in his job, so he's needing to look for a new job. His wife left him four months earlier, and his three boys. So he's there with his three boys, and he said he was in the dark of broken nights, a pretty bad space. And somehow he came across my tiny habits method and started learning the method. And one of the habits he chose was this jam, what I'm calling my favorite habit. And as he started doing it. He found that naturally he did it first thing in the morning, and then he found that he started doing other positive things. 
he explained that after doing this one little thing in the morning that I'm going to tell you about soon, he then, <laughs> he then started doing a seven-minute workout. And then at 6.30 in the morning, when his three boys got up, hitting the ground running, as he said, he was ready to help them. And so doing this little behavior then led to these positive outcomes. And he thanked me. And he said, finding the right tiny behavior helps you defeat giant-size self-sabotage. Wow. So, what I want to share with you today, this, my favorite habit, has influences from Hawaii. A few years ago, it was my birthday. My partner and I were sitting out on our patio in California, enjoying the evening on my birthday, outside, and our neighbor, Charlotte, her Hawaiian name is Halaki, came walking out, playing an ukulele. And she was walking towards us, and she was her best friend. And as she got closer, I could hear she was singing Happy Birthday. She was about 75 years old at the time, and she came up, finished the song, it was charming. And then she took the ukulele, and she handed it to me and said, I'm giving you this gift, Happy Birthday. Oh, my gosh. And then I was blown away when she explained this next thing. Charlotte grew up in Hawaii. Her mom was a schoolteacher. I knew that. But what I didn't know was this ukulele. It was an old Martin with strum marks into the board. It was her mother's ukulele that she used as she taught kids in Hawaii. So this treasured possession she was giving to me, wow. She also gave me a card, a birthday card. And the front of the card said, every day is a gift. And it had a picture of a sailboat on it, on this water. So, blown away, took the card that evening, put it on the fridge where we would see it all the time. So as we would walk through the house, we would see every day is a gift. It was on our minds, thanks to Charlotte, thanks to Halaki. Well, what we didn't know, it was about three months later when Charlotte came and said, hey, will you come to a doctor's appointment with me? We're like, what's up? She said, I think something's up. What we didn't know is she knew she had a terminal illness. She wanted us to come to the doctor, to be there with her. We went to the doctor and learned that, indeed, it was serious and that she would pass soon. And she did. So then as we walked through the kitchen, months later, that card still up, every day is a gift, had a lot of meaning in our lives. And we started saying naturally, my partner and I, to each other, to optimize that gift, every day is a gift. We started saying, it's going to be a great day. And in the morning, we would say, it's going to be a great day. This then led to what is now my favorite habit that I'm going to share with you, and I'll show you how it works. So in the morning, when you wake up and you put your feet on the floor, you say, it's going to be a great day. That's my favorite habit. That's the habit. <laughs> That's what Kevin did. That's what many, many others are learning. It takes, what, two seconds, and it has this big effect in your life. So as I look at this, I think, wow, this is a special behavior. I think it needs a name. And I thought, well, I could call it the Stanford habit. I call it the B.J. Vogue morning habit. 
And then I thought, why don't we call this the Maui habit? <laughs> Maui, yeah. And I think there are some reasons why this makes total sense to me. One, Halaki's influence, Hawaii's influence. Every day is a gift. Optimizing that by saying it's going to be a great day. <laughs> Maui is very small, but it can have a big impact in your life. When you are in Maui, it is so easy to get up and think it's going to be a great day. <laughs> and for those reasons, I think calling it the Maui habit is perfect. Now, what I want to share with you, challenge you to do, is to practice the Maui habit in your life. There are some variations to it that I want to share with you.、Um, some people say it's going to be an amazing day. Kevin says it's going to be an awesome day.、Uh, one of my habiteers last week reported he says today is going to bring good things.、Um, as a couple, what you may want to do as soon as you turn off the alarm in the morning or wake up, turn to each other and say it's going to be a great day. In my own life, there are some mornings. Where I think this is going to be a really hard day. That I have these challenges coming up. Here's what I do: I get up and I say, "It's going to be a great day somehow." <laughs> and I am, yeah, I am surprised how often that works. And I get to the end of the day, it's like, "What was I thinking? It was a great day." So I do have the habit, even if I'm not feeling quite sure, it's going to be a great day somehow. And some, sometimes I laugh at myself. It's like, hey, this has worked so, so many times. Anyway, as you practice this habit, I mean, statistics and data are one thing, but I think really put it to the test in your own life. Practice it three days, five days, ten days, whatever. Watch for three things. Number one, watch how quickly this becomes automatic in your life. A habit is. Kind of a sloppy word. It describes something we do automatically. So watch how, within a few days, as the feet go to the floor, you'll think, and I would say it out loud, "It's going to be a great day." Watch for that automaticity. Number two, watch for how the Maui habit leads to you doing other good things right after and through the morning and day after day. Watch for the ripple effects. And what I also want you to watch for is. How your behavior works, how human behavior works, how you can welcome habits into your life—sort of a meta level of, wow, I'm doing this Maui habit. I'm seeing the ripple effects. It's making me happy. How do I apply this in other ways? How can I understand my own behavior by practicing this habit? One of the things I've learned in my work is that behavior change is a skill. Just like practicing the piano, or cooking, or dancing, or surfing. It's a skill, and you can get better if you practice. I didn't know that 20 years ago, and it's one of my main messages for people today: is practice. But I think you need to practice in the right way. One of the most important things is to pick behaviors to bring into your life that you want to have, not behaviors you think you should have. You can save those for later when you're more skilled at behavior change. Focus on behaviors you want first and foremost, and new behaviors you're bringing into your life. As you're practicing the behavior and it's not working, revise it. Revision is part of the method. I think of it a little bit like rearranging a room. You buy a chair you really like, you put it in the room. If it doesn't fit there, don't blame yourself. I don't have willpower. I don't have motivation. You don't do that. 
you try another spot. And if it doesn't fit there, you try it. That's how you should practice the skill of bringing new behaviors in your life. It's a design challenge, not a motivation challenge. <laughs> Surprise, I didn't know that, even 10 years ago. And the last thing when you're practicing changing your behavior is have fun with it. If you're uptight and serious and stressed, it actually reduces your ability to change. Be playful, be light, and that opens you up to possibilities. Now, if I had heard this you know, as a scientist a while back, I'd like, hmm. So I'm challenging you to put this to the test, practice, practice in the right way. Don't worry about being perfect. I don't really know in our culture where this notion of, you know, I've got to be perfect every day, and if I miss one day, it's over. Black and white thinking, and I've been studying that, and I think it goes back to a guy named William James, who was a brilliant philosopher, psychologist. He published a book in 1890 that was very influential called The Principles of Psychology. Chapter four is about habits, and he gets so many things. He and people back then weren't researchers. They weren't scientists in the sense today where you, you know, run uh, studies and you look at the numbers and interpret. They're more like philosophers. But despite that, he got so many things right, and his book was so influential. However, in chapter four, <laughs> the book, they call it The Jimmy, you know, so go read chapter four in The Jimmy. Um, in chapter four, he says to absolutely never fail to do the new habit. Very black and white thinking. I think that's where it came from. Well, he got so many things right, he can be forgiven that. Sorry, William James. But my data shows, my experience shows working with people, is it's not like, get up tight and you've got to be perfect. It's be flexible, adjust, adapt. If something's not working, try something else until you find the fit. One of the things I teach, and I think it's absolutely dead on, for bringing new behaviors in your life is this. Plant a good seed in the right spot, and it will grow without further coaxing. The good seed is a small behavior that you want. The right spot is where in my day, where in my life does this fit? And if you get that combination right, it will grow, it will blossom on its own. I find it terribly exciting to study how human behavior works, to share it with innovators, people's creating products and services. It's really fun to share behavior design with you and the Maui habit. It's going to be a great day. To wrap this up, and people know that I'm all about putting things into practice. It doesn't help that much to talk and talk and talk. Try stuff and learn and adapt as you go along. So I want us to put the Maui habit into practice right now. One, two, three. It's going to be a great day. And it is. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Big thanks to BJ Fogg for stopping by. You can connect with him by visiting his website, bjfogg.com. You can follow him on Instagram at bjfogg and check out his latest book entitled Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. And Everything I mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk, will be in the show description. And lastly, when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. And that is it for me. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will see you back here Monday where we'll have a new topic, some amazing speakers sharing some great messages. So 
Until then, stay strong. Later. Later.